right, welcome to Food Court, where justice is a dish best served cold. I'm your host, I'm Ryan Bateman, and today on Food Court, canned fish fisticuffs. Often considered the humdrum bottom shelf food of preppers and worthy only of mixing into mayonnaise, canned fish has often, has, has often had a bad rap in American culinary tradition. However, while most stop at the 80-cent can of chunky cat food-inspired tuna, the world of canned fish extends far beyond the dull, uh, the dull can sitting in the back of your pantry shelf. Uh, but which fish is the best? Which falls flat? We'll find out when our judges enter the culinary courtroom. Joining me today is our expert legend, our legendary expert panel, Meal Team Six. Uh, today, Meal Team Six is is slightly different. We have a we have a, a new addition to the team. Uh, we've got Effie Bateman. Effie, how you doing? Hi. I did not know I was going to be here. That's great. <laughs> We're really happy to have you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you know we can all sense the uh, excitement in your voice of being part of Meal Team. Six. I'm just staring at all this open tuna. She yeah, <laughs> can't she wait to rip into it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it's really exciting. I actually ate tuna all week at work. <laughs> this is the this is the classic conundrum of. The podcast is you have to look at all this food when we roll through the intro. Totally, yeah. This is probably not the most appetizing display so far, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hungry. Yeah, definitely. Well, we got Alex Arneson. How you doing, Alex? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, oh, that's I'm, good. Uh, I'm excited about this to dive into all this canned fish as well. Oh yeah. Was that a fish pun? Was that a dive in? Dive in? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm gonna roll with that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like uh, when you open the can and the cat is just excited and comes out, I feel like if I died and was in cat heaven right now. <laughs> yeah, remember that um, in a few moments because it's gonna be important. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and we have Kevin Swenson. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing great. Now that you mentioned cats, uh, my cat loved tuna. When I was a young lad, I had a cat, and he'd go ape for tuna. Oh, nice. That's great. Um, okay, so a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah, as, as we mentioned, uh, we've got Effie Bateman here uh, on Meal Team 6 today. Uh, but that's because Jack is on the road. Um, he's, he's traveling this week. Um, he's doing but, recon. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing a little scouting <laughs> on location for, for some future Food Court episodes. But I wanted, um, he told me to make sure that I tell you guys that um, no matter where he is right now, that he's definitely eating a can of tuna <laughs> right now. So, so don't worry. Um, he's, he's having a good time. That's like um, great road trip food, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best, you know? You really can't beat just uh, popping open a can of tuna on the road, you know? <laughs> Bound, boundless opportunities ahead of you. You could just... Hoping and praying you don't hit a bump before you can pour the juice into something. <laughs> right. It's, it's amazing. Um, yeah, so uh, I think maybe we'll just move on to hot takes. That way we can get into these uh, cans of tuna. Um, so, yeah, we'll do a little bit of a hot take. <laughs> um, okay, so I have a scenario for you guys. Um, this is a little bit of a long one, but but we're gonna we're gonna go for it. Um, so uh, you awake to the smell of smoke and ringing in your ears. Drats, you've crashed your spaceship. <laughs> uh, what felt like only moments ago, you remember, you were cruising ten thousand feet or a hundred thousand feet above the sweltering expanse of the Manx Desert, planet Dwelf, on a routine reconnaissance mission. Um, but just as you finally start to get your bearings, you hear a loud bang and the shearing of metal as the side hatch of your ship is torn open and you are greeted by the sight of one of Planet Dwelf's most notorious residents, the marauding desert cats of Manx. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> you have to think quickly uh, to satiate this beast. Just then, you remember that you have a secret supply of canned fish underneath your captain's chair, and you only have a moment long enough to throw one can at this catman beast to uh, uh, deter him from shredding you up like last week's newspaper. So, which of these do you pick? You've got chunk light tuna in vegetable oil. You have uh, solid white albacore. Is that in water? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Okay. You also have uh, yellowfin tuna. Kroger yellowfin tuna. In, in water. Uh, you also have red salmon. Bumblebee red salmon wild. In red oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also <clears throat> have flat anchovies. Uh, or you have sardines in oil. All of these decisions are just <laughs> r- running through your mind. You have so many options, and, and this beast is approaching you. You have to throw one uh, in hopes that it will uh, uh, deter him. Uh, which are you going to throw? Uh, Effie, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> let you go first. Um, well, this, well, when we were supplying the ship, the store was out of herring which I think is a fun can to open, especially the lemon pepper herring. Fred Meyer was out of it, so um, I might be out of luck. <laughs> oh, like before before the ship was supplied on your yeah. mission. Does Didn't it, get uh, herring. Yeah, no. When you say it's fun to open, is it like one of those keys that you pop out and insert and then like twist and it peels the thing? No, I don't think it was that. that. I mean, it's fun to open because it's like this long rectangular like tin yeah like the anchovies oh, tin okay. but then i mean it's i don't know about i don't know if i've tried anchovies but uh herring's pretty good the, like the key ones yeah, are cool delicious. they the the ability to put the key in the side and that and might just be like an older style or something definitely um an older style so we actually had <laughs> i spent part of my youth in rural alaska and we had sea rats uh from the korean war None of the food in them was still edible. See, like rats, like rations? Sea rations, yeah. Okay, None of the food okay, in them was, was still edible, but we'd open it to feed to the camp jacks, the birds. Oh. And I got to open a lot of those, along with the ones that come with the can opener, and it's just the little razor blade you have to run around the edge of the can. Oh, yeah, yeah, like they yeah. have the dog tags. Yeah, super fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say, like, even when I was a kid, they had that on the spam containers, the key. I, yeah. like, I like the pop tops a lot, actually. I always get a little annoyed when a can doesn't have a pop top. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's how to a huge resurgence in in craft beer the the pop top can oh right yeah. where the just whole top comes off mm-hmm. interesting yeah it sounds terrible how am I supposed to drink and drive yeah I mean that's really the worst part um but uh, you know they 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 really don't have our best interests at heart um so Effie you're you're gonna freeze up because there's no Sardines. I'm dead. You're, you're, you're dead. I can't find you, the herring. You've been you've been shredded by <laughs> a half man, half cat beast. Um, okay, Alex, what are you gonna do? Um, boy, I'm probably gonna throw the chunk light because that's the one that I wouldn't eat if I was given the chance. So. It also looks the most like cat food. Yeah, it does look like cat food. Like they'd probably find it the most appealing. Right? Actually, like he'd be like, "Wow, this is." Amazing human yeah. technology from another world. <laughs> you've, you've managed to take all of my favorite flavors, and <laughs> maybe I could just grab all the cans and uh, grab the can opener and open them, and then freeze them in excitement as they're waiting for the cans to be opened. And I'll just continue that until they're until they're befriended and join my cause and help me escape the planet. Right. Yeah. 
I'd be throwing the chunky light. Chunky light? My parents refused to buy chunky light when I was a kid. Like, uh, I like only got solid white albacore or the wild red or sardines. I never got... And I when I was a kid, I didn't like sardines, so I never ate them. Like, if that's all the canned fish we had at home, like, as an after-school snack, I'd be like, oh, sardines, no way! <laughs> <laughs> but um, the solid white albacore was the one that, like my parents all agreed was the best canned fish so yeah you know it's good stuff yeah so so but you're gonna throw the the chunk yeah i'm gonna throw the chunk because <laughs> i just never ate it as a lad i associate it with um you know lower class people yeah like, i don't want to like like the... half man half beast yeah. are, are we throwing the bat our least We're favorite throwing or? the least favorite yeah oh. like, like whatever i throw I'm not gonna have to eat later. I'm My gonna, thought was that the cat would would find something appetizing and be like, "Oh, oh cool, I'm, I'm satiated." I'm not worried about the cat. I'm worried <laughs> yeah, about I myself. Think, I think there any of this are gonna be head over heels. Yeah. You know, if they get that that light, they're gonna be blown away. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially with the olive oil, it's got that extra, you know, kind of fatty flavor to it with the olive oil that the water just doesn't have. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that really gets a cat licking his chops. <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, that's what Timber Bob, my cat, that's what he ate was the juice from the solid white albacore. Oh, yeah. gosh. But he was, you know, he was high class. Yeah, high, high class kitty. With a name like Timber Bob. Yeah. Truly. Well, if we're throwing our least favorite, I think I'd probably throw the anchovies because they're in like whole form, right? Herring is too, but I've never tried anchovies. Well, they, they have their heads gross. and gills removed. That's not uncommon, though. A lot of small whitefish are served whole. All right, um, I'll throw them those. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Sounds gross. That's actually a good call. I'm a little bit nervous about eating those even, but we'll see. Yeah. I feel like I'm about to be like Anthony Bourdain or something. One of, right. yeah, one of my favorite foods is just fried little whitefish. Like minnows, just deep fried minnows. You bread them and deep fry them. Whole? Yeah. Serve them with ketchup and cranberries. Poop and all. You don't, you <laughs> poop organs, bones. Yeah, you, you don't take anything out, out of them. Before you put them in the fry pan. No, no, you just eat them whole. They're delicious. They're like french fries. What do you scoop them out of a mud puddle or something? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Go to the feed store. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a street food in some places. I don't know really? how they, yeah, I don't know where how they do get them How do you get so from. many minnows all in one place? They they commercially breeding these things? I imagine so, yeah. Wow. What a life. Yeah. What a job. Yeah. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna put that into my list of things that... If I'm ever let go from my current job, I'm going to attempt <laughs> it's to do. Really good. Really good. <laughs> yeah. It sounds um, like when I went fishing when I was a kid and didn't appreciate the finer points of angling. And so I'd get bored. AKA drinking go, beer? <laughs> yeah. Couldn't do that yet either. <laughs> but going like putts around in the little side streams and there'd be minnows. And that was pretty fun. So. Oh, yeah. You ever get a net and try to catch those guys? Oh, sure did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's everyone's favorite pastime as a yeah. child. When, when you're a kid, that's the one thing you really miss out on the whole fishing experience is getting drunk. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a big, it's a big part of. of or the, I should, I should say, experience. hydrating, not getting drunk. Yeah. You're hydrating. It's yeah, hot. Right. Yeah. You're you got to make sure you don't uh, pass out. Heat exhaustion is real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do want to um, correct though before we go any further. It's, they they wouldn't be minnows in that case. They would be fry salmon because I know I'll catch you for that. Uh, right. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to get uh, confused. No. Certainly. No. So. Um, yeah, so I think if I was in this scenario, you know, I'm about to be um, shredded by a man-cat beast in the Manx Desert, wherever. Um, I think I would probably throw the salmon, because I really do think that, like, these guys are humanoid. 
They've, you know, they, they're half man, half beast, so they probably got a refined palate. They're not going to just take, sure, it's a marauder out in the desert, just, <laughs> you know, searching for scraps and food. Sure, any kind of food will be great, but it has to be really something that's going to stun them to, to let me live. That's a good point. Like, their alternative is just to kill you and take everything you have. Right. So. You really need to show them the, the superior culinary tradition so of you're humans. they're in your favorite. I am throwing my favorite. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. It's a strategic That's decision a bold. as well as <laughs> yeah. a preference. I mean, you could just choose the biggest can and throw it and hope yeah. to knock him out. Well, I, I mean, I think this uh, is a choose-your-own-adventure. You canned can salmon you tastes a lot like just like tuna. Mm. Well, you know, See I've I've never actually eaten store canned salmon. Nor have I, actually. That's store what I was realizing salmon's, as I was like... Yeah, it's lost a lot, either, lost a lot of flavor. Yeah, have you guys ever um, well, I think that we're pouch? Pr- salmon they sell the pink, uh, pink no. salmon in pouches mm. it's pretty good actually yeah. i'm not a big fan of pinks yeah i don't know i think they're a little underrated as a fish to be but honest i yeah. was always told they were dog food as a kid yeah so I, think, that's... I think in spoiled locations it's easy to over overlook the pink salmon yeah, yeah. that's like fair you got fresh reds and kings and stuff but... or silvers lots of silvers yeah yeah definitely um all right. Well, I think it, it ought to be time to move on to the dish. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll uh, we'll get the get the dish going. Uh, as always, the dish is brought to you by Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. The, the sample pad is just it's, it's, it's really, pretty great. It's really, yeah, really, really doing the Lord's work today. Um, uh, so the, yeah, the, the free encyclopedia brings this one to us. Um, canned fish uh, are fish which have been processed, sealed in an airtight container, such as a sealed tin can, and subjected to heat. Uh, so the heat is the, the part that actually cooks it. Like, it's actually in the canning process that they um, that, that the fish gets cooked, um, which is, is kind of crazy to imagine. Um, uh, and in general, canning is just a method of preserving food, uh, and it provides long shelf life for food. It won't uh, stop it from spoiling entirely. Typically, it'll last somewhere between one and five years. Um, I certainly know that I have kept a lot of cans of food for <laughs> longer than that, and then eaten uh, them. I've kept I've kept home home canned salmon for longer than that. And oh, eaten totally, it, no problem. Yeah. yeah. What's I, that mean for your uh, doomsday shelter? I've, you're gonna have to restock every once in a while yeah well, you're, you're, yeah. The your, whole, your prepper prepper shack the whole gonna... prepper the whole prepper lifestyle when people are like i got canned food for five years i'm like look dude you bought most of that food two years ago it's gonna go bad halfway into your prep like you're, right. you're done you're gonna eat one bad can of tuna there's yeah, no I, doctor around to save you i always thought that a lot of canned food like the <clears> time frame was based on the flavor which is a very high point for canned food but the flavor would start to erode <laughs> so it's not like a i spoiled date. it's like a best by date i think it's more that there is still a small amount of bacteria in it and oh, that it will be bad point, yeah. it has the potential i thought it was for a lawsuit like you won't die at- well oh because i mean that's canned food like well oh yeah that's, I, I don't think there's any real major risk maybe it's just like the the likelihood that if there is bacteria in it that it will cause a problem goes way up later yeah. i don't know uh, there's only, for what's worth this does say shelf life not there's only not one right. scientist at the table uh, yeah. I 
I don't I don't know. I don't play around with uh, <laughs> dates on cans. I'm, I'm I, that's not me, by the way. I'm not the scientist. You? No, 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 no. You're like, there's only one scientist in the table. <laughs> soon, soon I will be a bachelor of science, but uh, I've not been a bachelor of science. Ew, I, I, I don't think that scientist. qualifies as a scientist, though. Yeah, I'm a I mean, now. you're an accredited. With we have a bachelor bachelor's of degrees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm I I don't really play around. <laughs> I don't play around with Best Buy dates, just because like I've had really bad food poisoning from food i've made at home that was like expired so yeah it's yeah. it's just debilitating right when you have food poisoning yeah i think i like stole in air quotes a can of coconut milk from a friend's house because i was pretty hungry and it stayed the <laughs> night or something and it was like ate half of it i don't know what i was thinking that's like a terrible <laughs> meal or whatever anyways coconut milk I, yeah, yeah. Just like hours just raw. Yeah. Yeah, I was I you know, I think I'd been like drinking the night before and just like needed something to in my belly. Drunk me has never been like coconut milk. <laughs> no, it wasn't drunk me, it was like hungover need some substance. Maybe you were just like imagining like the um Robinson Crusoe Desert Island scenario where you're like ah, like he He's drinking coconut out of a coconut, but it's not milk. Yeah, like that's <laughs> like coconut water. I don't coconut even water. know what coconut milk is, I guess. Is it just the purified? Well, it's like not purified, but the meat pressed yeah. or something? Well, you know, so if you ever see a coconut, you know, there's um, these parts at the top and bottom that kind of look like a nipple. And if you squeeze it, <laughs> that, just, that, that milk comes you, out. You can't take it off the tree first. You no, have no, to no. Keep it alive. It's got to be connected. It's like a cow. Yeah, you can't. You kill it when you're ready for meat. But if you want the milk, you got to keep it going. Exactly. Yeah. I, but anyways, I drank that can or half of it and got like violently ill within ten minutes. Oh, wow. so, yeah. oh god! Wow, that's fast. Maybe that yeah. was the hangover. No, it was definitely not because it was like just. <laughs> As someone who's been in your situation, it sounds like the hangover because I've had smoothies that are like, you know, Soylent banana, like something very neutral going down and thrown up violently from a hangover. Yeah, but I mean, it was, I mean, it was coconut. I feel like coconut milk. I feel like if the hangover was the cause, as soon as I started eating it, it would have happened. It wouldn't have been like, drank it, felt fine. And then like 10 minutes later, just like boom that sounds that sounds like throwing up from a hangover to me could have been i guess (laughs) definitely well so um so one thing about fish and can can fish in general is that um, fish have low acidity levels just as a a natural food stuff um and that's a obviously an an environment where microbes can flourish um from a public safety point of view uh foods with low acidity um uh ph of 4.6 or less uh, they need sterilization under high temperatures uh, of up to 130 degrees Celsius. Uh, and to achieve temperatures above the boiling point um, requires a method of pressurized cooking. And basically that happens when these things get canned. Um, mm. But regardless, some amount of, uh, of microbial life s- still tends to persist even in canned fish, which I think is a big part of the reason why they have the, the one to five year shelf life. Right. Um, yeah, so it's a, uh, it, it 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 does happen, and I think that like, obviously, I, I don't have you guys ever opened a can of fish and like, noticed that it was actively bad. Like, never, I, no, I, I never no. have. Even either. even with home canned salmon, it's never happened. Where I've opened a can and be like, ooh, <laughs> no yeah. thanks. Right, I always wondered like, because people always say that you can really pretty quickly smell 
bad food. Like it's obvious when when it's bad spoiled food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the only time I've ever gotten food poisoning from canned food was canned scallops. Oh. Yeah. And when I opened the can, I was like, these smell a little fishy. And this was before I knew that if your scallops smell or taste fishy, they're bad. (laughs) Don't eat them. (laughs) Yeah. The second time I got food poisoning was from scallops I got at a restaurant that also tasted a little fishy. Yeah. And then after that, I drew the dots together in my head. I was like, if my scallops taste fishy... (laughs) Yeah, I you know I I've always thought that the the advice the official advice from the CDC was, if it smells botchy, just give it a try. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Is that like a botulism joke? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, bad eggs smell really bad. They do. Smell you notice bad. when eggs yeah. are bad instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if I pull like a foie salmon out of the freezer, that's like been in there too long it'll be slimy and stink yeah. like fish right. a little bit and i don't know if candid that's the same. yeah freezer burned well it, i it could be freezer burned but it actually is like the salmon starting to turn when it gets like that slimy and stinky because yeah. the freezer burns like when the when the um moisture is like uh what's that called like subliminated out of the meat or whatever and it's like mm-hmm. got like a dried uh texture on the top and it actually looks like I don't know, like if it had been sitting I, out in the sun for <clears throat> six months. Well, I know that some of our cans of salmon that I, I've eaten have been like seven, eight years old, no problem. Hmm. Which, wow. Yeah. Maybe I've just gotten lucky every time. Yeah. Maybe it's just Russian roulette with canned <laughs> salmon. Maybe you guys have a stellar canning process. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, so one thing that is interesting to notice: so, so t- tuna is it's typically gutted uh, by hand and later pre-cooked uh, for a prescribed amount of time, um, and they'll get a bunch of this stuff out. Like you know, you, you won't have any entrails or anything like that in there. So there's no other like um, uh, obvious vector for like microbial life in here. But um, the cooking process tends to kill any bacteria, but what does happen is that it retains the histamine that can produce rancid flavors. Um, so it could taste bad, but not necessarily be bad? Yes. So so that's the, the funkiness, right? Like, I mean, of course, this smells kind of like fish, right? I'm going <coughs> to just give it a little smell. It smells like fish. Uh, but I, I guess there's a certain part of the cooking process where it doesn't actually get rid of everything that, that could cause a, a rancid or a off flavor. Um, and, and, and there's actually an international standard for the amount of histamines that can be like allowed in it. It's 200 milligrams per kilogram. Um, but apparently the vast majority of canned tuna um, exceeds that. What? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what is a histamine? Maybe you have some idea, Kevin, as I don't a resident. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only. I'm the only unaccredited person at this table, so um, I don't even have a degree of the arts. I, I mean, I recognize it from like antihistamine. I, I assume it has something to do with like allergic reactions, maybe odors. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. When the trees go into bloom, I think it's the smell of them that really gets my allergies up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I have no idea. So really stinky fish, would you have an allergic reaction? Um, 
I, I don't know. I don't think that it actually has anything to do with allergies. I mean, if only the free encyclopedia had a link on the <laughs> word histamine. <laughs> It's well, the, it's it's impossible. So here, the, this is I think the really interesting thing though is that this is just generally about the the cooking process for canned salmon in particular and how it changes the the composition of fish. And so one thing is that a lot of people eat fish for um, omega three oils, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, omega three yeah. fats or whatever, and. Uh, those uh, can be highly variable in canned tuna um, because some of the common manufacturing methods, including canning, like the cooking while canning process, um, can destroy omega-3 oils. You strip the fat oh, out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's, a, it's a common thing, I think, when you're prepping meat for long-term storage is you strip fat or remove fat. Like you do that prior to canning it or just the canning? I, I know that for can. like if you're aging meat, like aged steaks, uh, you'll do that. I know that for ham, if you're huh. if you're aging it at home, you'll trim a lot of the fat off. You're leaving only the fat that's occurring in the ham hock. Hmm. But I don't I don't know how it would be for fish. I don't, so you basically you lose a lot of that value when you buy it in the can. I imagine for commercial canning, yeah, because you're way more worried about lawsuits than... When your mom's making it at home, if you get sick from that, she'll just tell you to drink some Robitussin. <laughs> Robitussin. <laughs> poisoning mom. Yeah, there's a Robitussin in the cupboard. She'll be fine. <laughs> just go on a two-day Robitussin trip. <laughs> I talked to my ancestors. <laughs> they said, don't ever eat mom's cancer. <laughs> So I think uh, now we'll we'll go ahead and move on. Try to um, uh, sample a few of these guys. Um, what do you guys want to start with? Let's oh. start with the chunky tuna in olive oil. Ooh, chunky tuna. When in, in everybody oil? was gonna throw to the cats because they thought it was <laughs> dog food. It was pretty gross, if I remember right. The last time I've had it. No, no. I actually still maintain that belief that it's just it's. I I think that once we try the contenders on the field, you guys will realize that this is like. Yeah, I agree. I'm a solid white albacore guy all the way. And uh, I was um, explaining over the break how I think the chunk light is made is actually at the end of the day at the cannery for the fish, they need to clean the equipment. So they pop the conveyor belt off and scrape all the fish goop and bits off. And then they <laughs> put that in a big vat for the, uh, the first canning round of the day, which is the chunk light. So it's the hot dog of canned fish. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Um, so are we trying this naked or with these concoctions of mayonnaise and lemon juice? I'm, I, did, I'm, I did both. I'm, I'm doing okay. both, yeah. I'm doing all naked. Well, I, I don't believe in mixing. Actually, I heard tales that you may or may not be a tuna fan. A oh, I'm a tuna fan. <laughs> big tuna fan. So... Tuna. Brian is the guy in undergrad when he would go to the the campus library and open a can of tuna and pe- he said these girls would give him scowls. <laughs> like, who brings a can of tuna just to eat? They're probably jealous. You know, you're hungry. <laughs> you know, you, you, you got a, a hunger that only the canned tuna can hit. I've yeah. eaten s- several uh, forkfuls of this chunky light and vegetable oil and it's delicious. It's good. It's, I, it is good. I'm telling it's you, protein rich. I mean, this is a superfood. Yeah, it's in vegetable oil. 
So be dense. Probably not much mercury at all in it. Probably. No, nothing. No, no like, dolphins were yeah, harmed. Yeah, no dolphins. I, I think that one might be the only one that didn't have a dolphin-free sign up. Might taste better if dolphins were harmed. <laughs> so, no, it is dolphins. Do Kevin guys... has a vendetta against dolphins. And it's good. yeah. I um, think they're the Labradors of the sea. And I, love I think them. They, you know they're 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 a great animal. I do wonder though, because in in places like Japan, you can still like go and buy commercial dolphin meat. Oh, like to eat? Yeah, I and mean, I don't uh, have a problem with that. If they died of old age. <laughs> well, they, they died they died of old age in a fishing net yeah well what, what documentary is that that came out like eight years ago or something the Luke, cove yeah the cove. <laughs> not how they died yeah no it's really it, yeah well, no well and, and and a lot of that documentary comes back to the the stuff about um how like they really market it internally as being like we need this this healthy source of food to feed our country but it's like after like test after test after test like you know because the, the way the mercury poisoning works is that the f- higher up the food chain you are the more mercury oh, poisoning right, dense right. the Most... meat is so like <clears throat> dolphins are pretty high up the food chain yeah and um yeah i mean they're basically paying like feeding a lot of super uh mercury laden meat to like kids as like school lunch in the form of dolphin meat so i and my my big issue like i've seen blue cove and i take issue with it for a couple reasons i think it's really shitty uh that as a culture we think we can go around and tell other cultures like what isn't it isn't acceptable i just yeah it's just beyond beyond like the cultural extent there's the intelligence of the animal like dolphins are pretty intelligent (laughs) animals i just that's another argument that i just don't care about pigs exactly ignore that yeah Yeah, when people like they're so smart pigs (laughs) i think pigs are actually smarter pigs pigs have the emotional empathy pigs have the emotional empathy of a four-year-old yeah. It'd be like, imagine, uh, it's just when people are like, oh, I can't believe they kill dogs. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you eat pigs, right? Like, yeah. why is one animal yeah, special fair. and another animal's like life is worthless? It's worth being factory farmed. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Um, yeah, no, that's that's <clears throat> that's, uh, that's pretty reasonable. I still think probably like the intelligence of an animal is a decent reason to not uh, farm it for food. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to stop. It's too bad Jack's not here because he has some really good stories of living on it. I mean, they're not good. I thought you said shack for a second. They're awful and sad stories from working on a pig farm in Germany. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. And, I mean, if it's the only source of food, you know, I'm not going to tell someone not to eat. So we raised pigs, and at the end of the year, I was always so excited to kill the pigs. I'd be like, fuck these pigs. Is it time to kill them? (laughs) Are they, like, can we turn them into meat yet? Delicious pig product meat? Mm-hmm. It is good meat. They're mean. They're just not friendly. Well, some friends mm-hmm. of ours that you guys know, they had they adopted a pig. This pig has been through animal control several times because I think there are problems, behavior problems with him when he goes home. But uh, they said he was very smart. Um, he would like get into something in Katie's backpack or something, some kind of food. And they'd be talking about like what happened, and the pig would go over to the backpack and like acknowledge like I did this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I, I met that pig, and it was an asshole. Yeah, but again, yeah, pigs know, pigs are mean. When people try to tell you that they're cute and sweet, it's like that that pig was the outlier. Oh no, yeah, like petting them, they're they're really like coarse fur, and I don't know, I just 
and they really like some animals. I think goats have an unfair reputation for being a dirty animal. Yeah, I think the goats are, are relatively awesome. clean They're compared clean. to other other animals. I think pigs actually enjoy being filthy. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen an animal take a shit. Um, some dogs, I guess, do. Will take a shit and then turn around and roll in it like a pig will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they're they're being strategic for hunting. Pigs are just who knows what they're doing. <laughs> they're trying to blend in. Yeah, with their own shit. The dogs are trying. <laughs> the dogs are trying to blend in with the pigs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I you know I I really feel like the, the there's certainly a, an element to which people just don't. Uh, care about pigs because they think of them as gross animals and yeah. dolphins like you hear so much positive like news coverage about oh like dolphins are you know they can emulate like speech they can they can have a kind of speech between themselves and all this nobody, stuff nobody nobody mm. believed the bill cosby stories and they were around for years <laughs> yeah. it's only a matter of time before the bill cosby of the sea gets what's coming to him well i don't know if you guys have seen the documentary uh hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy or read about it <laughs> there's a they're they are actually smarter than humans and right. they escape the earth when it's if they were they'd have guns well, I think they're. I'm I pretty know. sure they were dogs that evolved legs. Well, they were in the ocean, and then they evolved legs, and they came up as dogs. But then some of them went back into the ocean. And they're like, eh, change my mind. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back. Yeah, I think if I had the choice between like land and the ocean, I'd probably choose ocean. It's like a. Uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of like the birds of the water. It just it's cruise around <clears throat> at whatever. Altitude it or. seems like if you live on land, though, you have all kinds of benefits. It seems like it's easier to travel other places if you go off planet. That's true. Water's really bulky to carry around. It's really t- sensitive to temperature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but when you're on land, dark. you know, your uh, gravity's really bearing down on you. Here's the biggest. I, it's just, <laughs> I like the weightless feeling of being in water. Well, you have the yeah, extra. Yeah. Until you go isn't, deep. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't there extra weight when you're in water versus deep on land, deep in water, because you have the pressure of the water on top of you? Yeah, I'm talking shallow water. Oh, I was going to say the <laughs> yeah, biggest. We're not getting deep here. It's <laughs> kiddie pool territory. Wait, wait. So why are dolphins in tuna meat? Did we ever figure that out? Oh, well, no. It's. It, I think it's that, that they they um, are. So, so a company like uh, Bumblebee or someplace that maybe is advertising that they are a dolphin safe form of tuna are doing so because they uh operate an uh a fishery that is uh limiting like their bycatch of dolphins or like they're like they're like trying actively not to catch dolphins they're like we won't sell these to japanese people if we happen to catch them is it is it one of those set them out there to go on their own is it one of those things (laughs) where they advertise it because there was a rumor spread about the company like People would say D&D makes kids, you know, worship Satan. People said Bumblebee tuna is made with dolphins, not tuna. Like, is it because there was a rumor and this is their way to squash the rumor by saying we're dolphin free? I don't know. I think I think what Ryan's saying makes sense. Like, it's not about the actual content of the meat. It's like if the we do catch. catch a dolphin, yeah. we're not selling it at port to the next buyer. We're actually, like, releasing it. Right. Okay. Right. So yeah. Alex made up this concoction of uh, olive oil mayonnaise. Well, we don't have tartar sauce. And so it's mayonnaise and uh, Dijon mustard and some pickle juice. Yeah, it has a little Dijon in there. And it's pretty good with this. We're on chunky light and vegetable oil. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, I I like the chunky light, you know? The chunky light's better than I remember it being. Yeah. I think we should move on, though. I think we should go um, 
uh, to the solid white albacore. Interesting. So what is the difference between... So Chunky Light's like the hot dog of the sea. I mean, basically. <laughs> That's what it looks like anyways. So, so what is solid white albacore? What's the difference? So albacore is a different kind of tuna. Oh. Um, I think the fish, like the solid portion, this is just like my interpretation of looking at the cans. Like the solid means it's actually um, like a chunk of the fish. Because you can see like there's flakes... I mean, it looks like if there was some steak cuts and kind of put into the can, similar to the uh, to the upcoming salmon. I could actually, I, I think I could eat the solid white albacore straight out of the can. You know, go Ryan Classic in the in the UAF library, mm-hmm. checking out the babes, eating my tuna. Yeah, w- wondering why they won't talk to you. <laughs> the uh, the meat is way drier. It is. Well, yeah. I mean, it's because it's, like it's in, in water and not yeah. in oil. Yeah. Which is a big part of it. But you will also notice that the the meat has far less of the, like the, the distinctive fishy flavor. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's got good flavor. It. I mean, it's got a little bit of the fish flavor, but it tastes nowhere like near as much as the tuna. Mm-hmm. Just like dried chicken. Yeah. Um, but I do straight up, so just like out of the can, I like Chunky Light better still. I think I do too. I, I mean, but part of that is is I, the oil. Yeah, I do too, but definitely the oil. Like we so. should we should just get a little bit of vegetable oil over here. Um, I'm gonna try it. And uh, with the uh, poor man's tartar sauce. Yeah, we'll we'll get some vegetable oil here real quick and uh, and get get that going. Oh, and the key ingredients for the poor man's tartar sauce are uh, mayonnaise lemon juice and then relish if you have it on hand but pickle <laughs> juice we'll do in a pinch okay so i think we need to uh mix mix this uh vegetable oil here into the solid white albacore To give it a fair shot. I can't believe how much like chicken this is. Was the solid white albacore way more expensive? It is definitely more expensive. It's about okay. twice, twice as twice as much. Really? Yeah. Yeah, solid white albacore. I think I believe costs uh, somewhere around like a dollar seventy or dollar oh. eighty a can. So we're eating fancy man tuna. <laughs> yeah. That's a, so. That's the thing with stuff. solid solid white albacore is that it's it's fancy tuna. That's why I've never had it, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's well worth the money, though, I think, as far as... Um, and I think you can get it in oil, too, which I'd probably do if I was just going to eat it right out of the well, can. Well, so the yeah. thing is, is you look at it and you're like, oh, it's, it's almost two bucks a can. But if you're eating that for a meal, that's a cheap-ass meal. Like, yeah, as, as someone that usually does, like, the cost the cost per meal for my foods, two bucks, if, if I'm paying two bucks a meal, I'll go buck nasty on that. Yeah, I true. still like the hot dog of the sea though. It's so flavorful. Yeah, <laughs> when you call it hot dog of the sea, it just sounds so appetizing. <laughs> I'm gonna, get, I might get uh, a sausage machine and some casings and fire up some chunk light tuna proper hot dog. Just get it right in there. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great on the grill. Oh yeah, and all, you know, and, all and, and everybody <laughs> friends over and say, "Oh, I got something for you, pal, for a pescatarian." Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in the neighborhood's gonna know that something good's going down. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, you know, wow! Cook a couple. This is the smell of a, a <laughs> summer day's barbecue <laughs> just 
<laughs> Delicious. Yeah, and then you put a couple in the Ziploc, take them to the library, bust those out. <laughs> little finger food for you. Every time I hear a pescatarian, it sounds like some weird sect of Christianity to me. It does. I never thought about that. Yeah, I think it's because there's the Episcopalian. Oh, yeah, dang. Which I think actually Which that sound, comes they from sound the like, same, same root. They sound like they worship dinosaurs, though. Yeah. The Episcopalian era. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say about the white albacore, it tastes a lot. It's a very neutral flavor, like chicken. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Doesn't have as quite as much mercury flavor as the chunk white. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't taste the dolphin in this one. <laughs> yeah. It's a real shame. Um, so we did mix it with a little bit of vegetable oil as a follow-up, and and I thought it was, it 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 got better with mm-hmm. the oil. I think that the 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 containing fluid water generally bad unless you want to mix this and make tuna salad. Tuna salad. Maybe. But even then, I think maybe that the the vegetable oil would be a a, a happy uh, thing to have in the tuna salad. I think. Well, I mean the mayonnaise. Pretty much covers that because that's like primarily oil. But Imagine if yeah. you had it with <clears throat> vegetable oil mixed with egg whites. Or yeah, yolks. You mean? Yeah, egg yolks. Well, I mean, what's the? Di- why do people? Why do they distinguish vegetable oil versus water? Is it to for people who want to watch their calories? Probably. Yeah, I. I mean, because vegetable oil is not really the one you really want to go for if you're. No, well, olive oil you, has better flavor for sure. Yeah, and you probably wouldn't want to put. You probably wouldn't want to make tuna salad with tuna that's already immersed in oil because you're going to then, be then you have a, a mis- later and, yeah, well, yeah, it's like mismatch balance butter in a recipe like you don't want to yeah we'll tweet butter we'll tweet Alton balance. Brown and follow up next week yeah yeah sounds good we'll let him know what's up um, yeah so I will say that some higher end canned fish um, will come uh, in olive oil um, that's mm. that's one thing that is definitely different about when you start to pay a little bit more money. Uh, for higher end canned fish is that it'll come in in olive oil instead of in mm-hmm. vegetable oil that'd probably be pretty good i bet yeah i think so i think like olive oil has like a, a distinctive taste even just on its own yeah mm-hmm. um have you guys ever tried or compared the difference between cheap olive oil and high quality no nope. no but i think that's something we should do or you guys at least should do on this podcast it's um well i mean is even cheap better than high quality who's to say because uh was it italian olive oil was found to just be vegetable oil for the most part i think there's something about like anything that's not extra virgin can be like a certain percentage of olive oil and then cut with whatever else mm-hmm. and i think it's pretty low percentage or something like that yeah Dude, so the interesting point about canned fish is that canned tuna, um, by weight, has to be, I think it's 30%, 40% meat oh, wow. is all that it has to be. Because, the, I mean, the remainder of it can just be whatever liquid it's in. And, and obviously that liquid is going to be heavier than right, than right. the the, um, the actual uh, meat. And there's a lot of there's a lot of water in it. So Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, we should we should move on. We should get to the next one. Um, let's do. Let's try the salmon. Salmon. Yeah. Sounds good. Because I feel like this yellowfin tuna is gonna be confusing right after the. Right after the solid white albacore. Yeah. Salmon has a bone in it. Yeah, bone it's in. Canned with the bone in, nice and soft. I think we're, uh, the four between the four of us, we're pretty spoiled with salmon though. Yeah. 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 It's. 
I have a hard time eating fish when I'm out of. I I should say I have a hard time eating salmon when I'm out of the state. When people are like, don't you like salmon? Aren't you from Alaska? I'm just like, look, I like Alaskan salmon. Like, don't tell me that your lower forty eight salmon is anywhere near the same quality. Right. There is some pretty good. Uh, like, I know a couple of folks in Kodiak who run small operations on smaller boats, and they will uh, flash freeze. I think it's called fish, and then like send it within like a 48 hour window down to the lower 48 to certain restaurants anyways and they can market like flash frozen all but fresh salmon caught within the last like couple days well and uh cooked and at your table which i um i imagine is probably pretty high dollar item at that point Yeah, uh, flash frozen fish tends to be pretty expensive. I know that's I I think that's how they get the salmon quality or the sushi quality fish. Oh, when they transport to like New York City, really? Because it's not like they're catching fish in the Sea of Japan and getting it to New York in a couple hours. Carrying it over in a cooler and keeping the ice topped off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I figured it was you know that was uh, the old uh, uh, H- Hudson Bay. <laughs> <laughs> salmon stock just well, I, I think you know, they, holding strong i think the super high quality stuff they take it to japan and grade it you know oh, it gets, right, right. and then they bring it back to the big cities new york london paris and serve it up as sushi and i think that's how they do it is flash frozen wow. i believe it but you can uh for, fish is kept pretty fresh for like um i can't remember the time frame but it's at least like two or three days on a refrigerated seawater is what they use in the mm-hmm. modern commercial boats so yep. yeah they'll they'll just pump cold water through and uh i guess the idea is to keep them alive too if possible but even the dead ones will uh, still still be super fresh after a couple of days in that condition yeah definitely um yeah well so uh i don't know the canned salmon is it's good it tastes it's more right. naturally oily i don't i, I, I don't think. like it um, you know, because like this is not in this is not in oil. This is not in water. And I think that, like out of the gate, it tastes more like the one that's in oil. Right. Um, and I wonder if that's why they do the chunk light tuna in oil is because it simulates the oiliness of a better quality fish. I would never guess it was salmon. I wouldn't either. I mean, no. Like you, I mm-mm. like I, it, I, I'm. I mean. Assuming that, like, I'm thinking of it as, oh, I'm, I'm eating salmon, like, I would not qualify that really as, like... Mm-hmm. Well, just if you had a blindfold on me and you were serving me canned fish samples, I, I would never be like, mm, yes, that's the wild Alaska red. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, this, I mean... Uh, it doesn't taste like salmon to me at it, all. It, no. it doesn't taste any better or worse than the other canned fish. I think I like it better than the tunas, but... I like the tuna way better. I like I the white albacore, yeah. I think it tastes better um, just on the merits of its own flavor alone than mm-hmm. the, the chunk light tuna or the solid white albacore. It certainly does not taste like most like uh, uh, home canned salmon that I've had. Right. What's yeah, the price sure. point compared to the tunas? Uh, it's, it's about the same. So like yeah, the, the tuna is about like, it's like less than a dollar a can. It's like 90 cents or a dollar a can. Maybe the chunk light chunk light, um, solid white albacore is about like a dollar 60 or dollar 70. 
Um, the salmon, it, we have a bigger can, but I believe that the, the equivalently sized can is about um, like two fifty or three dollars a can. So it's it, it definitely is it, it's about the almost the same gap as what you get between albacore and tuna. Okay. Um, and then yeah, the uh, yellow fin is about the same as uh, the albacore. Price price overall or. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Pri- what's price, what's price, the other big can of fish we have over there? Oh. Uh, that's yellowfin. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm ready for the yellowfin. Yellowfin? Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're ready. Um, who wants to start her off? I'll dive in here. This one's got a nice. Just looking at it, it's got nice. Uh, Ooh, she's got a bit of, of the fish, like a, a bit of color too. Yeah, it sure does. Similar to the. Albacore, where you can actually get nice big flakes. Wait, so what was the difference between albacore and chunky light and yellowfin? Uh, it's just different kind of fish. Okay. So the the chunky light does not determine what kind of tuna it is. Oh right. Um, but the yellowfin and the albacore are like specific types of tuna. Interesting. I never knew that. I th- thought it was just tuna that you got. Yeah, I think there's a lot of well. I think there's a few different types, but I don't know if it's just straight up like albacore and yellowfin and maybe one other or something, but I know it's a pretty big fish and pretty popular for sport fishing too. Yeah, the um, the helicopter pilot, I went and did field work on the northwestern coast of Alaska and the helicopter pilot we had, ha- his previous job was a helicopter pilot spotting tuna in the Caribbean. So it must be a pretty lucrative. For a commercial fisherman, like the herring? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Which I wouldn't have guessed, but. That's cool. The elephant's really good. <clears throat> yeah, the elephant's great. Yeah, I think that the elephant is, um, is probably my favorite so far, actually. Mm. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's got a lot of the canned fish flavor. Um, it tastes fishy, but um, the salmon just—I mean, maybe I'm just biased against the salmon because I'm—I'm I'm expecting it to be better because mm. I've had other kinds of salmon that are that are better. But I—I I, yeah, I really thought that it was pretty good. It's um—it's got a lot of um good flavor in it, and it—it—it it, it, again, I think, kind of tastes a little bit oily. I think that the salmon ultimately was a little bit oilier by nature. Yeah. Um. I think the real takeaway is just that the the oil actually makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Um, the the yellowfin I think is uh, a lot more tasteless than oh it's in water okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that the presence of that oil as a as a flavor delivery vehicle is a uh, is really really pretty essential. Yeah, it's. I'm pretty surprised by how. I mean, before this. I never would have thought I'd just buy a can of tuna and eat it, but I could totally do that with the, even the low-grade tuna as the chunk light. In oil. Yeah. See, I think the, the low-grade chunk light hot dog of the sea is the only one that I would eat out of the can. <laughs> I think that, I think <laughs> that, favorite. I think the only one I couldn't eat straight up is the salmon. I think the salmon needs something else mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. But yeah. the, the yellowfin with some mayo, like the, <clears throat> I, I would never describe mayo as tart. 
but the tartness of the mayo really comes out with the yellowfin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yellowfin <clears throat> and the white albacore tasted pretty similar to me, but I still yeah. like the white albacore a little bit better. I'm not sure why. I think I do too. I think the yellowfin maybe has like a hint of a fishier taste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, albacore tastes more like chicken to me, mm-hmm. and it almost has a similar texture. Super. I clean. would agree that it has a more neutral flavor as well. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if the albacore, if we had got it canned in oil, if it would have infused and would be as edible right out of the can as the chunk light tuna. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really interested to try some of these these high-end canned fishes in the olive oil. That's, I think, yeah. we should do a, like a, a revisit, a revisit yeah, yeah, on, on this subject. <clears throat> um, I'm curious to try the sardines. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's have any of us had there. sardines before? Yeah. Oh, you have. I have never had sardines. So before. one of us has had sardines before. I'm a little bit. Um, <clears throat> sardines with pilot bread and cheddar cheese is one of my all-time favorite snacks. Dang, I've had oysters like smoked oysters in oil. They're canned and they're great. But oh my god, these look like fish in a can. <laughs> Looks pretty intimidating. Yeah. How many are in yeah. here? Do we know? It's like it's like a whole fish body. Oh. So sardines and anchovies is what we have left. Are both of those classically in pop culture on pizza? I think anchovies are. Anchovies, okay. What are sardines in? Is there anything they're known for? Just canned. I think it's. I think it's something that there was like, oh, gross! You eat you eat canned sardines. Well, you're eating the skin, like the whole body. It looks like. So I've got, I've got like the spine. Oh, you're dripping (laughs) sardine juice on the floor. I think uh, pull, out, pull the spine out exactly if you don't want to. Why they are interpreted as gross and <laughs> well, popular kinda culture? Like, <laughs> this is kind of what eating the herring is like. But oh, speaking of herring, if you guys have ever had like pickled fish, you can buy pickled herring in uh, jars at the store. It is absolutely fantastic. So when <clears> that's that's that, that's really good, good, isn't it? I yeah, mean, exactly. Um, in in uh, Finland, it's, it's silka is the whole the fish you eat whole fried. With the spine and everything, it's delicious. It's it's like imagine this, but with a fried flavor to it as well. Yeah, no, it's it's good. So Kevin and I have been to. Well, Kevin's been to. What other countries have you been to? You've been to Finland and Russia, and I've been to Russia. Yeah, Finland, Russia, China, Sweden, Norway, all over Europe. Are, this, really. Is canned fish pretty prevalent all over? Because northern, I think anywhere where there's a lot of coastline, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I guess I should say just fish in general because I know that <clears throat> I don't I don't know if I hear any Germans that like really get excited about fish, mm-hmm. but I know that in, like in Finland people are like oh I fucking love fish give me some fish pickled fish was uh, at a lot of our breakfasts in Russia from what I remember <clears throat> I noticed that too a lot of locks I guess you'd call it yeah like smoked pickled cold salmon fish. I yeah that smoke yeah it's, uh, locks is smoked. specifically yeah cold smoked so well, it's like it's technically like raw I mean. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's it's cooked. It's it's cured. Maybe it's cured. Yeah. It. So I mean, it's it, it very similarly to like a lot of um, uh, fish that people ate prior to canning was uh, salted, right? Or um, and and had... it's it's technically not cooked. It's just it's just cured. It's um, yeah. it's preserved in a in a non non cooked method, right? Or if you've ever had like a ceviche where you just cook. Uh, a fish using an acid so it's like acid cooked yep and then it just gains some texture and you rinse the acid off at a certain point and it's a 
But this these sardines remind me a lot of smoked oysters. Yeah. Not as good, but... Um, do you want to pass me those guys? I'll, Did I'll, you guys I'm, I'm get plenty of bones? Is that normal? I I pulled the spine out. On oh, me. I didn't. <laughs> Did you eat a lot of bones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all soft bones, so yeah. they will not cause any problems. <laughs> they'll digest. Yeah, they'll break down in your but, stomach. Uh, good. Yeah, that's certainly a navigational hazard of of the the sardine. But I I tell you, it's all right. I mean. It's yeah. got a nice, it's a little bit of a, like a smoky flavor to it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that they're like adding the smoke flavor or what? I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I just know that uh, relatively recently in my life, I had canned sardines for the first time with pilot bread and cheese. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. And uh, yeah, we bought a case of sardines and a box of pilot bread. And I don't think it lasted the night. <laughs> Man. A case of sardines? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I, I think... Uh, I don't know. I, I think that there's definitely some <clears throat> impediments to eating it efficiently. Um, mm-hmm. The the whole body fish aspect really... Um, it's kind of a decadent snack. Like, it's not something yeah, you just get you gotta, down on necessarily. You gotta kind of do kinda... some picking around, like, pull... Like you're saying, like, get the bones out, you know, like... I don't know. It's not like you're just gonna, like, fire this guy open and, you know... Dive e- in. Eat the whole thing. I see it like well, you do some processing, like you're so, saying, Kevin. You put it on some cheese and crackers and have it on an hors d'oeuvres plate. So, you can so for me, getting up. the bone out is a mouthfeel thing because it's like <clears throat> the meat itself is really soft, and when you hit the bone, it has kind of like a weird texture to it. And mm-hmm. so I want it to be like a consistent mouthfeel the whole way through. Right. Um. Yeah, and, and I don't know. I mean, I just don't see myself like buying the sardines often it's not going to be a daily driver for me no and i've had the smoked oysters and i much prefer those to the sardines very similar but uh but but smoked oysters less work required to eat less work requires a little bit more of a texture variance i don't know yeah they're pretty good and Mm -hmm. more smoke flavor a little bit just a touch Mm -hmm. yeah it seemed like there were several different varieties of sardines you could buy, like sardines and hot sauce and yeah, yeah, in flavors. hot sauce. In, in hot sauce, I guess is a big thing with with canned fish. I could see you weird. get some kinds that like they come baked into so- hot sauce. Oh, you talk about eating it right out of the can. I could. Get I almost I almost brought hot sauce just thing. because, like, again for me, it's just like a common thing <clears throat> when you're eating order of fish mm-hmm. is to have hot sauce around. And so yeah. you'd have, you know, at like family gathering events, we'd have pile of bread, cheese, smoked salmon, hot sauce. Yeah, it seems like you'd have some acid, like a lemon juice and a hot sauce on any uh, order or shellfish plate involving fish. Right. Well, so we, we got we got one left. We got the, the anchovies. The flat anchovies. Flat Ooh. anchovies. <clears throat> this is uh, in olive oil and salt. Wild caught. Wild cut, Wild very cut. important. Yeah. So yeah. anchovies, where was this popularized in pop culture on pizza? pizza? Yeah. Was that Ninja pizza, Turtles? Yeah. Ninja Turtles. Ninja okay. Turtles definitely popularized I want to say, it among uh, like our generation. The because, Ninja Turtle with the orange headband. Uh, that, that is uh, Michelangelo. Michelangelo really loves his pizza with anchovies. Okay. Yeah. And I want to say the one with the red headband. Raphael, Raphael doesn't like pizza with anchovies. He likes Hawaiian. 
What's your guys' uh, favorite Ninja Turtle? <clears throat> you have one. Raphael. I definitely Raphael. liked Raphael quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I think Donatello is the man. I was gonna say now as an adult, I probably like Donatello a little bit more than Raphael. Raphael just seems insufferable to be around. A little mm-hmm. bit, but you know he's the leader. He's like that part of that as being. Uh, That's Mike. No, Michelangelo is the leader. Oh uh, no, uh, Raphael nor Michelangelo are oh, the leader. Leonardo, Leonardo, yeah, is the yeah. leader. Oh, Michelangelo or Raphael's the kind of like got some heavy he's, attitude. He's hot head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. There was like the surfer one that was just like cool and chill, right? Yeah, that's Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Okay. He's yeah. party dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't he your favorite? <laughs> well, I mean, as an adult, I think I would probably pick him. Okay. Michelangelo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'd either pick him or Donatello. Donatello is great. Donatello's a he, He's like, he like he's, knows how to do everything. He basically keeps the whole ship afloat. He keeps the, he's the glue that keeps them together. <laughs> how's, that, how's that intro be going, Kevin? Dude, I'm, I'm going to try to hold back what my comment previously was going to be which is that i actually really like these um they've got like they got like a strong flavor like and it's yeah uh, yeah i ate it just like a few minutes ago as we were talking about i know i know i had a strong reaction don't let my reaction influence your opinion on the flavor. i think that he's wrong i think so it's 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 smoky it's oily it's not very fishy. Oh, the look of them grosses me the, out. They look disgusting. It doesn't even look like a they don't fish. look like fish. Yeah, they look like parasites. <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks like a bug out of Star Trek. Like they'd pull out of your ear for closer. Nematode. Well, yeah, nematode. That's the uh, <laughs> the weird flatworm, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of in the Rathacon when they're like trying to get the info out of corrupt oh. in there. That, <laughs> no, that was a good flavor. I don't want to look at it when I'm eating. Don't, don't look at it. But yeah, it's it's tasty. I Ooh. like it. That is salty. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that is salty. Oh, my God. Oh. I do not like it. Yeah, high five me on that one, dude. Oh, like. I got some bones, though. That grosses me out. Yeah. This is not good. This is really <laughs> salty. Good. This is salt. It's, it's like, like the salty flavor mixed with the smoky and the oil. Like, yeah. everything... It's like pure, pure just flavors. Everything, like, everything hits your palate at the wrong time. <laughs> it's like if you have a steak that's so bad, you just have to smother it in ketchup. And yeah. you're like, what can we do to fix? I'm this? hoping, I'm hoping your homemade <laughs> poor man's tartar sauce fixes oh, the problem. I, don't I think know. I need wine for that flavor. <laughs> yeah. Although I, th- I think that would be really good on pizza. Yeah, yeah, I could see <laughs> yeah. that. I could totally see that. Man. I could see it balancing out the the savoriness mm-hmm. of pizza. Yeah, it's I could pretty, see that. For it's sure. pretty intense, and uh, yeah, I, I feel like it definitely your sentiment, Kevin. That don't let the re- initial reaction turn you down is fair because it's pretty. It's a pretty overwhelming first. Try with the tartar sauce. Yeah, I you know, I don't want to have another, but I still don't. <laughs> I still don't think that it was bad. I would eat some on bread. I think, and I think that would help dissipate. Bread and brie. The, uh, would brie be good. I, I, something, something anything. that cuts down on salt. Yeah, I think it's a supplement. It's a, it's a. The uh, are part of something. They're not supposed to be <clears> on their mm-hmm. own. The poor man's tartar sauce and bread with a little pepper on there, a little cracked pepper to balance out the salt. Way better. I I don't think it would be my favorite of the variety we've tried today. Um, but. I do like them more than the sardines, though. Much more palatable. Interesting. I I think the sardines are a lot better. I guess the the anchovies like a just a salty, smoky 
flavor bomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like don't really you- taste fish, but it's like this vessel for this flavor. Very strong flavor. But I mean, that's perfect for a pizza. It's like pepperoni. Mm-hmm. You don't. I mean, you do, but you don't necessarily. <laughs> Sometimes you just, just get some pepperoni it. all on its own, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? Yeah. <laughs> pizza, it really just balances everything. I've out. been known to take a bite out of a pepperoni stick or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know? Sometimes a man gets a hunger. Yeah, you get on a diet, you know? <laughs> you watch calories. <laughs> need a healthy food. Yeah. You know, need, need that protein so you can mm-hmm. really build muscle. Pepperoni's great. Yeah. <laughs> it is. The one thing that really Much trips better. the one thing that really trips you up is when you go places outside of the U.S. and you're like, "Oh, I'll have a pepperoni pizza," and it's just bell peppers, and you're like, "What the fuck? Where's my goddamn pepperoni?" <laughs> it's not yeah. pepper on your pizza; it's pepperoni. I've yeah. never had that happen. Has it happened to you? Yeah, I was in I was in Italy, and I was like, "Yeah, one pepperoni pizza." And uh, <laughs> you say it like that, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, boy. It was just like a, it was like, a pepperoni pizza. <laughs> it was like just bell peppers, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And like, it's a pepperoni. And I was like, "This isn't this isn't the cured meat." And like, oh, you Americans mean salami? I'm like, that's not salami. Salami is too oily. It's too fatty to go on a pizza properly, right? Man, and you that's know? when I realized that this is a country that we beat in World War II, so they don't really know anything. Right. It's like yeah. a little Italian travel tip for you before you head over <laughs> and grab a couple bags of Hormel slice. <laughs> and just bring them with you. you just, know? You're yeah. going to need them. <clears throat> Maybe put them on a belt holster. Yeah. Just, it's one of those things, you know, it's like I said about regional dishes last episode. Italians don't know how to make pizza. They can. Yeah. They think they know how to make pizza. Is pizza Italian, though? Supposedly, well, we talked about this in the pizza episode. Supposedly, it's Italian. Technically, originally so Italian, <clears throat> but but it really took off commercially and it became the food that it is now in America. Well, it's like noodles. Italians love to be like, "Well, we invented noodles." It's bullshit. <laughs> you got those from the Chinese. Marco Polo brought those back from China. Don't pretend like you invented the fucking noodles, Italy. Yeah, listen, we've all watched the Netflix <clears throat> show. <laughs> Marco Polo. Marco Polo. <laughs> but Americans invented mayonnaise, right? Tell me that's God, true. So. <laughs> Specifically, white Americans invented mayo. Because it's the spiciest condiment you can have. Oh, it's so much flavor. Mayonnaise is <laughs> yeah. the only flavor. Mayonnaise may be the best condiment ever, though. I do like the olive oil variant of mayo better than the regular variant. Yeah, we roll that pretty regularly. And there's less calories, which is great. I'm not worried about the calories. <laughs> Just think of it as the same calorie amount is like almost double the mayonnaise you can put on your sandwich. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. you, can you, know have, what, you can have double mayo. Do you know what food is surprisingly, it's not as calorie dense as what you think it would be? What's that? Nutella. Yeah. I don't, I don't the understand. serving size it's basically sugar. The fat. serving size for Nutella is two tablespoons. How many calories? When when I want to say like two hundred and eighty calories in two Ooh, tablespoons. That's, that's pretty calorie. Yeah. But but here's the here's the thing. This is like here's the thing. Here's the thing. When in your life have you yeah. needed two tablespoons of Nutella to make something amazing? I would say yeah, that like if you really went hard on like a bagel <laughs> with Nutella, you could probably get up to one tablespoon pretty quickly, and that's. But I mean that's but like the thing 100 is, something calories. But the thing is at that point the bagel you're eating is more calorically dense than the Nutella. I don't know about that cuz a tablespoon's pretty small like I think peanut butter is about 190 area calories but, per serving which is about 2 tablespoons which is basically just oil. But my favorite thing about Nutella my, my favorite food to pair Nutella with is oatmeal. 
Huh? And mm. two and like that sounds a single tablespoon of Nutella in a quarter, or I should say, a third cup of oatmeal. That's an insane amount of Nutella. That's like you're not even eating oatmeal at that point. You're just eating Nutella, mm. right? It's the same thing is true of mixing uh, peanut butter into oatmeal, which is something that mm-hmm. I've done uh, yeah. a fair bit of. And and uh, Nutella and shredded oh, coconut, it's amazing. Uh, Nutella was in the news recently for having something bad in it. But uh, did you guys? We had crepes last weekend, and I had the simple truth like hazelnut chocolate spread that had actual hazelnuts in it. Ooh. It was um, like chunky. <clears throat> Alex's Alex's good. wife made a vegetable medley or not vegetable but fruit medley fruit salad. it was like vegetable yeah, it, but sweeter yeah <laughs> fruit salad. Ve- <laughs> veg- vegetable salad but less shit yeah, yeah. fruit salad uh that that's what i put in both the crepes i had and mm-hmm. that was amazing yeah, yeah. Was good. i'm not just saying that because you're here at the table alex no no i it, it was good i mean it's pretty tough to go wrong with fruit I mean, salad, to be fair. anyway simple truth has like this chocolate chunky hazelnut spread and it's delicious that oh. sounds good i I'll can't believe try i didn't it. get any of that I'll to, yeah i'll have to look that up yeah well i think uh it's judgment time yeah um hot yeah. dog of the sea <laughs> <laughs> okay effie i, I believe That's you're first favorite. <laughs> i like it a lot i might finish <laughs> that can what, uh, what what tuna you said you've been eating a tuna all the week at work what have, have you been eating hot dog i think it was <laughs> i think it was the hot dog of the sea oh man <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know these other fancy men richie rich <laughs> varieties <Overrated> existed <laughs> yeah i think that um yeah, it's it's a it's a great tuna option. Hope Got nobody wanted any more white albacore. <laughs> Got oil. You're like, I'm gonna hand <laughs> I hope I hope no one wanted any more. <laughs> that anchovies. was my number two. I really <laughs> liked the albacore. It tasted a lot like chicken. I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know, um, Alex. What do you what did you think? So so Effie, you're you're solidly in chunk chunk light tuna. Hot dog of the hot sea. dog of the sea territory. Yes. Um, Alex, what do you think? Um, I, I'm a little bit torn here cause I did, I was impressed by the chunk light, but I feel if we had an albacore in oil, I would definitely prefer that cause albacore, solid white albacore, great tuna. I mean, it really is like, if you're looking at using a meat to make like a tuna salad, it's just the best. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. maybe I would use a yellow fin. Uh, yeah. Well, but, did you try the albacore <clears throat> post oil? I added some oil to it. Oh, I tried it both. Yeah, yeah. But I but I think the, the advantage of the chunk light tuna in vegetable, it's canned in the oil. So right. it's like infused a little bit. Yeah, and it's been sitting in it for like... Yeah, yeah. It's like pressure cooked in I, it. I believe it's like how they make Tabasco sauce. It has to age for at least seven to ten years. Yeah, and, th- and then it's like <laughs> a pressure cooker where if, if you put it in your instant pot, it only takes like four years. So Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think solid white albacore all the way. Um <clears throat> surprised by the chunk light yellowfin similar king salmon was pretty good but i you know i don't see any reason to pick that over the albacore and then the uh yeah for price the 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 price difference of the salmon over the albacore like you're not getting any of the real benefits of the salmon as we talked about the the omega-3s are potentially getting cooked out of it anyway and i don't think if you buy a fillet of salmon like i mean this is half a pound that's yeah, probably a lot more expensive. But if you buy a fillet of salmon at the counter, it can't be more than like fifteen or twenty bucks. So that 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 can at half a pound, and that's half a pound um, with juice. With juice, yeah. Right. So right. so, um, and that is about four fifty. 
So, I mean, you double the price and you have a fresh fish. I don't know. It just yeah. sounds seems crazy to jump from... You get fro- frozen that. frozen salmon yeah. filet yeah, for yeah. for that price. Oh well, um, and, yeah, no brainer. <clears throat> Don't even bother with that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I get, I guess, <clears throat> the one for me that I'd have to say I'd rule out because honestly, like presented with one of these cans, this one's like, hey, this is all I got. It's a can of yellowfin. I'd just eat the can, I guess. The only one I would probably pass, I'm like, no thanks, I'm good, is the sardines. Or not the sardines, but the uh, anchovies. Anchovies. <clears throat> and the uh, the red in salmon. In fact, pass them over. Yeah, I'm ready. Get in on these. I know. wasn't, I just, the red salmon, like, it didn't have any of the salmon flavor to it. No. But again, this is something we're all, like, super spoiled on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, but it's just, just like, the word on there again, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine that you could put blindfolds on people that had never had salmon before and feed them different varieties of tuna and then a salmon and they'd be like that this is definitely the salmon of the group yeah um i, I bet i can tell because i mean it definitely tasted fattier and it if, had flavor if i had to pick one of these other variants that wasn't sardines i would go with the white albacore mm-hmm. and this is one that i don't know if it's because it's like what i ate as a kid growing up and it's what i most associate with like a canned tuna flavor or if it's my actual favorite but it's like the one that I think if you mix it with a little mayo, cracked pepper, put it on a piece of bread, excellent, excellent sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Boy, that anchovy is a really strong flavor. Yeah. <clears throat> but on a pizza or in something, I mean. On something. I, yeah, I imagine yeah. on pizza, it's insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Putting it on the bread with the mayo, like your recommendation, Kevin, really, really. I, I had some bones in the anchovy, too, though. Oh, I had, I had some out. solid yeah. bones in the last <clears throat> bite that I had. Ooh. Have you guys ever put tuna on pizza before? Canned tuna? Mm, ooh, mm. that sounds gross. Really good. Is it? Canned tuna, olives. Yeah, one of my all-time f- favorite pizzas. What kind mm. of tuna? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point, I would actually say I'd go with the hot dog of the sea for yeah. that. Because, really? I again, I think that's the one that... I think every time I've done it, I've done hot dog of the sea tuna. Just the generic tuna and olive oil versus the white albacore. Mm. Because I feel like that when you're cooking it it's going to have enough <clears throat> other flavors added into it that you don't get the flavor benefit of the albacore mm-hmm. right i think the hot dog of the sea probably has way more fishy smell than opening a can of the white albacore it does <clears throat> uh tuna on pizza does have a fishy smell and that has turned people off in the past from trying it when i've put it on pizza and like, i'm no, always he- excited hear me out <laughs> <laughs> well i'm always excited because i'm like more for me yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so one thing that I did read was that um, uh, canned fish is pretty popular as a, a a meat to put on top post cooking on a lot of uh, pasta dishes. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. She's like and cook up cook up some uh, some noodle dish and then and mac then you and put cheese. some. Uh, well, we yeah. I mean, have you guys ever done it on ramen? Or mac and cheese. Yeah, I've, I've never, cool. I've never, I've never added tuna to any noodle dish. They're good, but it's Me definitely neither. something you want to roll with the solid white albacore and try and avoid the fishy flavor. I think. I yeah, guess that's like white. tuna casserole. That's the idea behind that, right? Yeah. It's Is just, tuna casserole even a thing anymore? Is that just like? I think that was before Cold War. One of my friends, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend Aaron Sikorsky, when I was in middle school, his mom made solid fish casserole casseroles. Hmm. I want to say that I've had both her tuna and salmon, and they were both off the chain delicious. Wow. Shout out to Aaron's mom. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Aaron Sikorsky's mom. I'll send him a message on Steam. (laughs) Let him know to listen to this episode. Yeah. 
Well, Kevin, did you say which one you you're you're behind? <clears throat> yeah, as far as the tuna varieties, I believe I went with albacore. As far as the fish, like <clears throat> overall, if I was eating hors d'oeuvres, uh, sardines. I think the sardines are like a little bit more fun in like an hors d'oeuvre setting. Yeah. I think if I'm like going to eat a meal, the albacore is what I'd go for. I, I, the albacore is good enough. I could eat it straight from the can, which is something coming into this recording. I don't think I would have like imagined that I'd be like. Fuck it, pop the top on that can, drain the juice, bitch. That's mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but now that I've done it, like I could actually definitely see myself eating the albacore straight. Yeah, yeah, and and I think, you know, that's. I hope that everyone out there in TV land listening <laughs> realizes that it's okay to eat just straight up tuna out of the can in, in the UAF settings. in the UAF library. Exactly. Yeah. Any public setting, recycled there <laughs> or not, just go for it. <laughs> you know, one thing that I read in preparation for this episode was like um, saying that canned fish are a very good option as backpacking food. <laughs> it's like that's crazy. It's like, heavy. Uh, yeah, it's super <laughs> heavy. Like it smells I guess it doesn't go bad when you're backpacking. Yeah, really. it doesn't go bad, well, but it like it smells really strong. And like, if you're at all worried about you're wildlife, like, delicious you're gonna to smell bears. So <laughs> well, it's, it's not even to bears, but imagine like you're backpacking. You're like two days out in the woods. You're already smelling a little. Oh. You're, you're smelling a little juicy yourself, and you spill some of this fucking fish juice on yourself. <laughs> you're just gonna be wearing a shirt with like a fish juice scent yeah. all week that week. Yeah. Right. It's like you're about to go on a Tinder date with a bear. <laughs> I'm just, just going to lightly douse myself in fish flavor. Hey, bear, hope you don't want any of this fish meat and honey. That was Ryan's thought of opening the can of tuna in the UAF library. Yeah, like, this is what girls like. <laughs> you married him. I mean, the, what they, is that? <laughs> I wasn't in the library. Like a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Like, get the pop top going. It's did you? Time to send out the signal. Did you have to justify it to your female friends? Or like, ew, Ryan Bateman heats cans of fish in the library. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, that nerd. So, my favorite, I think. I I really had to I really had to think pretty hard about this, but I think that it is probably the solid white albacore. Um, Dang. I, you know, this is a, this feels like a really big betrayal. The uh, hot dog of the sea for me uh, of the hot dog of the sea. It was always my favorite. I would always get that one first and foremost. Um, you know, I, I like to eat a lot of the um, the bumblebee uh, snack pack that comes with the pre-mix oh, yeah. <laughs> tuna cracker <laughs> mixture, uh, uh, the tuna salad, and uh, you know that stuff is clearly made with the the, the chunky light. Tuna. But I mean, if <clears throat> if I were in a library and eating fish as an undergrad, as a scumder graduate, if you will, and I only had three dollars to my name, I would go with the four cans of hot dog of the sea versus two cans of the white. Mm-hmm. Oh before. yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I mean, like, <clears throat> I I think uh, by by cost, um, the 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 doubling of cost from chunk light tuna to solid white albacore is unjustifiable the the, yeah. the flavor increase is just not worth it um but that said uh, as a man of discerning tastes <laughs> i really feel like this all white albacore gets my vote yeah yeah <clears throat> once you make it to the level in life where you're 
able to step up from the 80 cent can of tuna to the dollar 50 <laughs> can of tuna for dinner what what about mixing it with the name brand ramen well, well is that how you know you've made it i don't know if i'm there yet but i'm looking forward to that day <laughs> i think you have to have the 24 hour bone broth ramen to oh, really yeah. make it <laughs> well then you have to get the, the olive oil fish we're was that, to, was we're that new youtube a... recommended videos by the way the 24 hour bone broth ramen uh-uh. interesting <laughs> like sky's the limit here i guess really yeah um well i think that that about does it we've 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 made our judgment so it was uh hot dog, <clears> hot dog sea. 100 solid white albacore solid white albacore solid white albacore solid white albacore but sweep <clears throat> near unanimous victory. and the the thing i would say is the only one out of these i would avoid eating is the anchovies I'm gonna have to try them on pizza before. That's a hard. I wouldn't pass. even classify them. They're and, not even the same. And the category. red so salmon. Those. Th- that's like the only thing that I've really gained out of this. Like, the yellowfin tuna. If I had to make fish sandwiches for myself and like three friends, I'd be popping a can of yellow tuna. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The salmon is just. Why would you? It's not worth buying it. Yeah. Too too too, too much cost for too little. But the anchovies. <clears throat> those could be really good. I think yeah. in the right setting. Yeah, I don't think they're intended to just raw dog. Wait, wait, are we talking about the yeah the anchovies? anchovies. I don't think they're intended to just eat right out of the can. No, but that's yeah. how we did it, and I'm glad we did. <laughs> me too. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for joining me, guys. Um, Effie, Alex, Kevin. Um, if uh, you guys out there want to listen to more episodes of Food Court, you can find us uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those sorts of places. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. It's been a splash.